Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the first Pittsburgh Current podcast of the new year. I am your host, editor, and publisher of the Pittsburgh Current, Charlie Deach, and I want to welcome you all back to a new year, uh, exciting new year. I hear there's a couple of things going on this year that we're all interested in, maybe an election or two, um, but I want to let you know a couple of announcements first. First, the first issue of the new year of the Pittsburgh Current will be out this coming Tuesday. Um, we're going to have We're going to have stories on... Liberty Magic, as well as some other stuff, and also the current anti-war protest movement that is growing in the city of Pittsburgh. Before we start today, though, I want to thank our sponsors, which are Drusky Entertainment and Jazz HR. Are you struggling to find quality candidates? With Jazz HR, you can easily post jobs, screen resumes, and schedule interviews from one central platform. Find and hire top talent fast for as low as $39 a month. Post your first job for free today at jazzhr.com. That's www.jazzhr.com. Our guest today is uh, someone I've known for a while uh, since his... Uh, we actually have we actually have a common enemy, uh, probably is the best way to say it. Uh, Daniel Smith is a candidate for uh, State House. He's running against the incumbent... Uh, uh, Daryl Metcalf. I was looking right. No, 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 no. That's okay. Uh, Daryl Metcalf, one of my favorite people, as as anyone who knows my history knows. Um, Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And uh, Dan Smith is uh, being brought to you by espresso and heavy coffee right now. So yes, good morning. <clears throat> yeah. See if we can see if they'll sign up for for a sponsorship. That'd be great. <laughs> so, a little bit about Dan ran against Daryl Metcalf two years ago. Right. Uh, there was, you know, a lot of talk about what two things about whether or not a Democrat forget anything else. A Democrat could win in that district. But then there was also talk, um, uh, because you are an openly gay man, there was question about how will that play sure. in the district? So we're gonna talk about all that, but earlier this year, or I'm sorry, late or I'm sorry, last year, I forget what year we're in. You announced that you were going to run for U.S. Congress against Mike, incumbent Mike Kelly. Yes. And then a few weeks ago, you announced that you decided to get back in the race with Daryl Metcalf. Take me through that that decision. First, um, talk a little bit about your decision to jump in the race against Mike Kelly and then how that how how you transitioned into deciding to take a shot at Daryl. Well, my psychiatrist explained it as <laughs> no, just, just kidding. Um <laughs> One of the things that uh, I'll even back up a little bit further just to clear there, yeah. because this is going to be one of the things he's going to be bringing sure. up. But uh, when one runs for office, um, you sort of make a decision right on time, just in time or too late. Yeah. And I did end up uh, running for uh, Butler County Prothonotary because right. I wanted to. Uh, get more, my hands dirty a little bit more into yeah. the row offices of the of the county Correct. to help out. But um during that time, after petition season and everything, uh, things changed, mainly because I, I took a step back and I was thinking about, okay, why did I come in and do this in the first right. place? 
uh, when I'm not a politician, I was just running and hopefully we can use this. I was running as a pissed off constituent. Right. And when doing something like that, it's I, I sort of thought, how am I able to make change in an administrative office? Not that I'm demeaning the Prothonotary's office. Uh, Glenna Waters, Walters, there was a beautiful, wonderful person, knew what she was mm -hmm. doing for the past 30 some years. And then I got to learn one of the candidates that was running as a Republican, but she ended up losing her Republican seat. And uh, But I got to learn more about, it, about her, my husband and I, and Paula Painter uh, mm -hmm. is yeah. her name. And uh, when you, I was sort of walking the talk that I did. It doesn't matter what party you're with, it's right. the person. And that's how it should happen within the district. And when I got to know her, she was qualified for the job. Right. She was doing it for 19 years. Sure. And in a position that I don't think should be an elected position, right. a right. she was it. Well, unfortunately, uh, what we did was whenever I backed out, they were looking for a Democrat to fill my space. And then I talked with her more and found out she was a, re she was a Democrat before, but she changed her registration to help circulate petitions for Glenna and sure. so on. And uh, at that point, um, she went through a process with the Butler County Democratic Committee, and she uh, switched her party, and then all of a sudden, she was on the ballot. Yeah. So she had a second time. Unfortunately, she came close, but she didn't, she didn't do right. that. But she moved on to a better career and, and so on. Now, one of the things at the time where I, I, I was reflecting on this campaign a little bit more, I knew that there was somebody that was considering running against Daryl again. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about things more, and I happened to focus a little bit towards the congressional race. Once again, my belief to make a change, let's, let's sure. stick with elected office. Then I ended up going through my mind, and strategically, I practically lived through the Ron Nicola time. Right. Uh, I mean, we did a lot of canvassing for him. We did a lot of canvassing in the area, in the southern portion of the district, and he was up in Erie. He came down a couple times. I, I, I totally respect the person. Mm -hmm. uh, it is wonderful, wonderful uh, 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 individual and, uh, and helps out the community and so on. Um, but the one thing that we and a lot of people kept asking was, you need to come down south more. Right. They redrew the districts, but they they didn't redraw the districts to make sure Erie would win it all for you. Right. So with that thinking, I was like, okay, well, I'm a numbers guy. When I, when I was with BNY Mellon, I, I, I sort of have an idea of what's going on. Why not put somebody that had somewhat of a stronghold in this area mm -hmm. with what we accomplished with the Daryl right. Metcalf race and build from there? I grew up in Zillianople since I was one year old. Right. I had uh, relationships all down in the southern portion, Newcastle, uh, Mercer, Sharon, everywhere. And um, then all of a sudden, um, I started campaigning. We yeah. announced to start a campaigning and went everywhere, up to Erie many times, Crawford County, uh, Lawrence, Mercer. And then Erie ended up putting somebody in. And uh, she's a wonderful person, has a wonderful story to tell, waiting on issues more that, that she can mm -hmm. focus yeah. on. And then another person out of uh, Newcastle uh, came in, and a uh, newcomer, uh, brandy new to doing this, but he's following his passion, mm -hmm. which I admire. Sure. Uh, has to build up his social media presence a lot more. But I got to learn about them. And um, But what really got my attention was talking to individuals. I, I, I did what I did in the Metcalf race. We went to farms, farmhouses. We went to rural areas. We talked with people in uh, Meadville, in, in Twinsburg, and so on. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really hard. It was really hard to listen to them 
uh, it, it, because you're talking about farmers that uh, that are part of that are contemplating suicide yeah. because they um, they they can't make mortgage payments or their or their livelihoods closing down. You have foreclosure rates that are up, and Mike Kelly was just totally ignoring right. that. And um, but there was a lot more involved with healthcare and with education yeah. that was being ignored. But in my mind and in my stomach, I just started getting sick of the whole thing. Sick meaning just not not fed up with it. It's just sick meaning it was just making me ill. Yeah. Mainly because I kept thinking of how can anyone get anything done in the cesspool that's happening in D.C. right, right. now? And it's like, do I really want to continue with something like that? Right. And the more and more I met with people and more and more I listened, it was like, mm-mm. I just I don't know how I can help it, but then it just sparked in. I going back to now what we talked about yeah. when someone was talking was running about Metcalf. We're caught up to that point now. She was a per- wonderful person. Uh, she is a wonderful person. Her name's Angela, and um, she she was very passionate about education. Uh, we got HDCC met her. I met her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went over a lot of the. Uh, we started the process of the Rolodex time yes. where yeah. you get your contacts. And it was at that time she sort of had to come to Jesus talk with herself and her family and everything, and she just decided that that wasn't her direction. Yeah. And I respect that. I respect that. It's not because of the person that she was running against. It's just the time involved. She wants to get her master's and so on. Sure. So at that time, good Lord, and it's like always puts a door in front of (laughs) you. And after about like the 14th call from the HDCC and a little bit of incentive that goes on in there, because the DNC is infusing money, and there's a lot of other factors that were involved. I did not want one Daryl Metcalf to go unchecked, right? But that's not the reason I'm running. If that makes sense, if he doesn't run, fine. I just feel that this seat has been taken over by an obstructionist for a long period of time. That we ended up putting our views out there and, and what we're looking for, which is local issues aren't partisan issues, and a lot of people resonated with that. You're going to have 17% of extreme on the right and 17% of extreme on the left. It's the middle that we're looking for. Right. That will get us over the top. We came within two percentage points away from him in Cranberry Township right. alone, won three precincts, including his own, which no one's ever done. We just need to communicate more up to 28 right. into the rural areas, which we can. Sure. And I'm like, you know what? We could do this again. I don't care if it's a presidential race. Because when I go to every household, talk with individuals, if they want to vote for Trump, fine. I'm worried about local. I'm not worried about federal. Because sure. there's, if you're watching, there's major differences. Yeah. Then I figured I could do more. And I'm, I'm actually taking a piece out of the Republican playbook. Any type of laws or any type of uh, whatever the case may be should start with the states. Right. Why not go with the state legislature? Stick with that. And you got people that say, well, you didn't come even close, blah, blah, blah. No. Numbers mean one thing, but the thing is you don't understand the strides that we made. We knocked over 22,000 doors. Right. We raised more money than anyone has ever raised in a state race. We made him spend more money than he has ever spent in a race, over hundred, close to $140,000. And then what we ended up doing was the HDCC said that we had the number one campaign in the state that outperformed historic numbers. Yeah. We can continue that. I don't think it's a lost cause. I didn't think it was a lost cause last time. I think it is not a lost cause this time. That's when we decided to step up. I talked with my husband on this. I talked with my family on this. 
and because I know that there's going to be once again he's going to drag things through the mud. Sure. We'll talk that later. Yeah. But that's where we are right now, and that's hopefully that's right. long-winded politician answer. <laughs> but you asked. Oh, so it's all right. That's I st- where we are. I'm still awake, so it wasn't that long-winded of a Good. politician answer. Good. No, I think it was. I think it's. I think it was. It's very. It's interesting how you made that how you made that transition and you kind of came full circle back around to Daryl. Now you mentioned that there was somebody else going to run, um, but I would assume too that there was there were some personal reasons or there were there was something maybe that made you think, do I want to go back at this again? Like when you first decided to, I mean, because obviously you knew Daryl was coming back up for reelection in two years. So what was it that didn't just make you at first say? Let me get in there and let me, let me get another crack at this guy because we, you know, because we did perform well. I mean, you, the, num- the overall numbers are what the overall numbers are, but you performed well. Um, so was there something – because, it, look, he, it's, it's a, it was a stressful race. I know that. And it was um, – it became a personal race, um, yeah. which is something you try – which we'll talk about because that's a strategy thing. We'll talk about that because that's something you, you – as I covered that race, it's something you try to avoid. Um, and um, I would think it took its toll on you it did. as it went on. So what was your thinking coming into the season in the beginning? Why didn't you just go right, right for Daryl? Was, was, was the candidate announced that early? The, other, the Democratic candidate? Yes, for the most part. I wanted to give her the opportunity. I sure. respected her. I got to know her. At, uh, I met her at the Butler County Democratic Picnic over at Cranberry Township. Yeah. And I heard a little bit of rumors with it too, and I knew what she was. Uh, she was thinking about Angela. Was her name and mm-hmm. is her name? And um, I had a lot of respect for it. Um, to go with uh, the question, um, I'm yes. What Darrow ended up doing was, and I said this to John Delano whenever he mm-hmm. sent out that last mailer about yeah. my husband being in quotes and everything. Correct. I, I wasn't making a big deal of it, but you know what? It's like whenever you attack family, yeah. he attacked my mother, right? Um, which uh, if he's watching right now, I'm letting it all out there right now. Yes, my <laughs> mom is a convicted felon. Yes, she went to jail. But you know what? If you can't think of the fact to give a person a second chance that has rehabilitated a life, then you need your, your, your feelings checked because right now she is a better person religiously spiritually and mentally yeah she is uh she was sick she bipolarism with depression a lot of people don't know in, in the inside story yet daryl had no problem putting trust in the news that he calls fake by using and putting it out there as like the bible right talk about hypocrite right <laughs> but on the other hand yeah. he also obviously brought my sexuality into mm-hmm. play and it and it hurt at that time because with the quote-unquote husband now at that point it was actually kind of funny. I felt really bad, but my husband, bless his heart, 15 years, yeah. he looked at the picture, and all he, I said, I am really sorry, but we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I'm really sorry. And his response was, well, if I knew that he would spend all that money on a picture of you and me and the governor, I would have wore a better tie. <laughs> but it also gave me an idea for yeah. a Christmas present for him. I got him sterling silver quotation marks for his cufflinks. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So he's good that's with a great that. idea. <laughs> but that did not that that did bring up that was yeah. in there. But to be honest with you, what I was telling people was, why would I do it? Because it's gerrymandered to the point where we've proven that you can't do it. Right. But moreover, there's a lot of factors. I think whenever that happened with Angela, what did it for me was 
the fact that uh, the factor was uh, one factor was we did that good when I was working a full time job. Yes. And Monday after Thanksgiving, after 14 years, I was laid off from BNY Mellon. Right. I was part of the round of layoffs. Wait, how did that happen? Because the economy is fantastic. Well, that's what I a, hear. Economic downturn is what they told exactly, me. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, you know, make America. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was done. That was so now I could focus 24 seven on this campaign because of what we put ourselves into a financially comfortable position to do mm-hmm. so. Um and also, the new uh, fact is uh, what, 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 this is where we're changing the strategy now, yeah. is the fact that um, there's no more street party voting. Right. So, unfortunately, yes, the people in the urban areas and the city areas have to work a little bit harder, but they don't understand that in the rural areas, and it, well, considered where right. we are, that was one of the things we talked about when we knocked the 22,000 doors. You vote for the best person and not party because if you vote for party, this is the person that you're that you don't know who you're putting in office. Right. Local issues aren't partisan issues, and that's what we have to explain. So now we could take that off the table, talking with people, and now they could recognize name with change and with mm-hmm. what it is. Name recognition is going to be the big thing, and that's going to be they're going to see Daryl Metcalf, and that's right. the name. I want to talk. I want to go back to just one more, and then we'll get off. I hope I answered that per- question. Yo, you did. You did. Okay. Um, but I want. But one of the things I wanted to specifically ask you about because we talked last year. There was a. There was, or I'm sorry, last election cycle it wasn't last year, but last election cycle, <laughs> it was. It seems like that's the thing with these races. It, they, you feel like you you just got you just did one. You just won, or you just came off a lot. And if you want to do it again, you got to jump right back in. I mean, right. it's a never-ending cycle. But one of the things that you told me was about. You didn't have because again, Daryl Metcalf refused to be in a room with you to to have a uh, to have a, a debate or even some kind of public discussion. He wouldn't even shake my hand. Well, that's what. So that's what I want to get to. So at the time, you sort of laughed it off, and I thought about it later, like you know, because I mean that Daryl's an idiot, and and so it makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me, but I understand. Obviously, oh yeah, of course, Daryl wouldn't shake his hand because he's he's an he's an idiot who has whatever an, an image or whatever he's trying he's trying to put forward. But that I, I thought about that later, just from like if it was anybody, regardless if it's somebody that you like or respect or whatever, to have that sort of like public. I don't want to. It's not a shaming, but a public just sort of rejection of who you are and, and somebody you know. There's always been. I mean, a race can be as dirty as it wants. Still, you know publicly or openly there's still like the whole i respect my opponent for blah 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 you there that wasn't there and i feel like that was that might have taken a bigger toll on you than 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 you let on at the time as well as with my team member too Uh, my field director patrick was with Mm -hmm. me and it was at the primaries actually and uh he he, patrick joy a wonderful person i believe he's working with uh senator jay costa Mm -hmm. right now uh but one of the best field directors of any campaigns out there patrick joy was the best um you uh he was with me and he said uh, daryl came walking out and he asked you think i could go over and say hi i said i don't see why not Mm -hmm. so patrick went over was nice as can be and uh put out his hand says hello mr metcalf my name is patrick it's a pleasure to meet you and point blank look at patrick and said i don't think so patrick that was it Mm -hmm. something he did the same thing to me prior yeah but it was actually kind of funny. Before he knew who I was, I went to a Christmas cookie dinner, th- cookie thing at his yeah. office, and he shook my hand. We talked and everything. Sure, sure. Um, and then plus, he had no problem going to my house whenever he was circulating petitions because right. at the time my husband was a registered Republican, but for not the reasons for all that. It's just that's what 
he's going to kill me for saying this, but he just likes the color red. I promise you that was it. Um, but um, but he came to our door. Sure. And yet, whenever he brought my mother into things, he had no problem going to my parents' house and right. asking for their signature. Right. So I honestly think that it's somebody that is that, that, that really needs to reflect more if he's that close to Jesus Christ, as he says. I'm a Christian as well. I mean, my husband is the organist and choir master, not only at... Um, not only at, at uh, Ingemar Methodist Church for the past 20-some years yeah. in Wexford, but he's also the music director in services at Road of Shalom Congregation, who's currently housing the Tree of Life Synagogue mm-hmm. individuals. And he's been there for over 25 years as well. Wow. So we have a good faith with, with God. Yeah. We have a good base with, 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 uh, with, with church services and so on. Nowhere in the Bible does it does it have that you know to treat other people like as, as pariahs or right. something like that. I mean, we're not sick; we're human beings. A lot of people said, "Well, would you want to shake someone's hand if they're bashing you and stuff like that?" Well, you know what? I have people bashing me all the time. It's called putting on a happy face yeah. and looking professional and shaking the hand. Keep it to yourself. That, in my opinion, was not him. I I, I think that he needs some help or he needs some sort of counseling or something because the the book that he's reading is not the same book that i grew up with right. in church and um it did it did hurt and it even hurt it, my, my field director at the time it was just it was it was it was something that was un, unspeakable and but you know and i was there to shake his hand i knew who he was mm-hmm. i went over and i went to shake his hand and he denied it yeah so if i could do it why couldn't he? Right, exactly. That shows the that shows the differences of people. Right. You're listening to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. We are here with Dan Smith. He is running against, once again, against State Rep. Daryl Medcalf, looking to unseat him from the State House. And we do want to mention uh, our uh, sponsors. Our other sponsor today is Drusky Entertainment. Pink Floyd's The Wall just celebrated its 40th anniversary. Nice. Don't miss the all-Pittsburgh tribute to The Wall featuring Pitt Floyd, Pittsburgh's premier Pink Floyd tribute on Saturday, January 11th. Tickets are available now at www.druskyent.com. That's www.druskyent.com. Weren't those the people that were picked by Pink Floyd to, to continue the music for Pink Floyd? Yeah, I'm not sure, but it could, yeah. It could, My little yeah. brother got tickets yeah. for that for Christmas, and yeah. he was just geeked <laughs> as hell yeah. can be with it. And I'm like, oh, Pink Floyd. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it should be, should be a good show. Um, so let's talk, let's talk strategy. So going into this last time, you very much, uh, look, Daryl's record's out there. I don't know how much for our audience we need to actually say, but. Um, oh, we'll make it to known. say, oh yeah, yeah, but to say that you know Daryl is homophobic would be an understatement because there's got to be like terms like super homophobic or uber homophobic or <laughs> or or you know there's like uh, there's you know like and there's casual racism and there's super racist, but there's also times we have fun with it, you know, sure. we just enjoy it. It's like yeah, but oh well, yeah, no, but, <laughs> right. but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, He's the seventeen percent we talked about on the extreme on the right side. Exactly. I mean, yes. I mean, right. He is. He is the extreme of the extreme. I mean, he's a guy who flipped his lid because <laughs> because someone touched him, mm. uh, and that goes back to what we talked about. Someone touched him during a committee meeting in the state yeah. house, touched him on the arm, and that was a famous uh, 
uh, a famous blowout to win national. Don't forget and, about the CO2 and vegetables that he likes. Oh, yeah. No, no. We're going to talk oh, about that. Yeah, we're we're going to talk about that right. one. Uh, and I do want to say go to the Pittsburgh Current YouTube page because our visuals editor, Jake Mislivchik, made a great video of the time. Uh, of at the time of Daryl's, uh, it's called Don't Stop. It's called Don't Stop Touching Me, and so you need to go and check Don't Stop Touching Me out. Uh, we'll put a link. We'll put a link uh, uh -huh. up here too for you guys to okay, check that out. Right. <laughs> um, so you really tried to focus on local issues because, yeah. again, at the base of it, that's what that's what it is. I mean, we were talking about a guy who has served several terms in office, right? Anyone who's driven on uh, driven on Freedom Road in Cranberry Township mm -hmm. knows that one of the largest issues there has been the fact that Cranberry Township just blew up in the past 30 years or so. However, that little piece of road yeah. did not blow. I wish it would blow up because it's, it's a very, very tight corridor, so you right. will have... Any given weekend, I mean, and even in the mornings, the rush hour there, it, it, it really does mirror some some rush hours that we have here in the city. And yeah. so it's um, with with the backups. So you tried to keep it local. He didn't doesn't work with the local. He doesn't work with local officials. No, he doesn't bring money back to the district. Although he says he does. But we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. So you really tried to make it because, as you said, Democrat, Republican, these are the issues that matter. Right. This time, while you'll certainly be talking about the issues, mm -hmm. you plan to talk more about his record. Yes. And and so talk a little bit. And I do want to say this is probably a good time to mention your campaign team because you may want to mention them. You have um, Darren Barringer with you as a consultant, but also you have you have Joe Trippy. I do. With you as a consultant. And for those of you that I can't imagine there's anyone that, that is watching <laughs> this now that doesn't know who Joe a Democrat. Is. No, not right. No, yeah. But, not you know. knowing who. Well, we might have a couple well, of yeah, out know. there. Um, but, I mean, just quickly, uh, he ran campaign for Walter Mondale. He ran, he ran uh, campaigns for Jerry Brown. Uh, most, his most recent is the, um, I'm sorry. And I, I, Alabama. I, Alabama. Yeah. I don't cover Alabama politics on a, on a regular basis. So, um, Doug Jones, uh, when, when um, Jeff Sessions gave up his seat uh, mm -hmm. to become attorney general for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Um, there was a special election, and Joe Trippi ran the campaign of Doug Jones and won that special election yep. uh, to put a Democrat in that seat. So Joe Trippi knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Yes. So he's joined your campaign. Yes. Talk about this team that you put together, and then let's talk about the strategy. The team is actually a very uh, well-rounded team. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, various individuals that have done things in the past, and that's what I tend to do with uh, – that's what I tend to do, what I did in business, because mm -hmm. uh, you just didn't want to have a lot of yes people. I want to have debates. I want to be able to understand what's happening on both sides of the aisle. The uh, campaign manager that we did bring on, you might know him as Steve Kochanowski. Mm -hmm. Really nice guy. Yeah. He uh, was uh, part of uh, the Darryl, uh, Daniel McCaffrey campaign and yes. obviously victorious there. And Clark Mitchell as well and, and several others. But he was also on Mitt Romney's team. Yeah, right. Uh, it was on jets with him and stuff like that. So yeah. And he's a very knowledgeable person. And uh, I appreciate that. And uh, so so that is somebody I want want that person to hold me to the hold me to the mm -hmm. issues, hold me to the mats and just show me exactly what the what the uh, uh, reverse of every issue would be. Yeah. Uh, now, with Joe Trippi is concerned, um, 
I started with Darren Berenger. Now, you have a lot of uh, progressives out there, or, or, uh, other Democrats that might say that, oh, he has Darren Berenger. That's it. We're not going to do that. But Darren is a very knowledgeable person. Yeah. I, I respected him. He was the actually he was actually the person that laid out a plan for me for the congressional race to a win, and um, that's whenever any, anyone wants to run, that is key. You have to have a plan in place. Yeah. And he knew it right from the start going on. He sold me. Right. But um, I know that he's working other cases, uh, other other elections that could be a little bit of controversial within the party and mm-hmm. everything. But I say to those ty- those individuals, that's his business. Right. That's what he wants to do. I have him and my team because of what he can do. Right. And what he brings to the table. I don't. That doesn't mean I endorse what's happening or or deny what's happening or whatever. Yeah. So he's there and he has a wonderful mind and he just happened to go back up with Joe Trippy again. And Joe actually took an interest with this campaign yeah. uh, because of underdog, because of all this. Right. And whenever whenever I moved from the congressional race, I went to my my congressional team first to see if they'd like to stay on win the legislative race. And all of them said, yeah, especially Joe. Yeah. So we're all on board with it. I'm pumped. I'm ready to see what happens. Right. But I think with Joe on, I think with what he can do and what he has done so far, um, we're going to build up our social media presence. We're going to uh, b- build up our media presence as well with with ads and so on. Um, we're bringing in money mm-hmm. that we more than we did before. We're going to start doing that again. But what it also showed the HTCC as well as the party over in Harrisburg yeah. is that we mean business this time, right? And that's it. Um, so that that means we could be prepared if Daryl does not run again. For anybody that would run into that into the position, right. that's why I said at the beginning that wasn't the sole reason why why I came back in. I honestly feel that we need true representation after 18, right. 20 years. Absolutely, I'm running for the seat. Yes, Daryl's in that seat right now, but if he doesn't decide to run, I'm going for the seat. Right, and that's how we're going to work it. So yes, I'm happy with that, and that that's sort of with, with Joe involved and with Darren involved. We also have a uh, field directing position, John McCabe. I don't know if you remember that name or not. He kind ran of. for uh, 51st Upper Barrel, Lower Barrel okay. against um, – he, he's going to kill me. I always mix that number up. But he was one of the youngest uh, state representative candidates last, last okay. election yeah. cycle. And uh, he's on board. Very energetic person, very knowledgeable person. And he just has uh, – he has a uh, wonderful uh, way about him to – to encourage youth and encourage strength to come volunteer and so right. on, I think he brings a lot of a uh, lot of items into play, and I'm I'm very honored that he's on the team. Yeah. And then our treasurer Alicia McKee has been with us since the beginning, and she's just wonderful. Right. She's part of the Democratic Committee in Butler. Uh, she does a great job there. So um, we, with Joe and Darren on board, we're going to be hitting harder. Yeah, we're going to be hitting harder on issues. Because what the people in, uh, in, 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 in District 12 are going to understand is this isn't about Republican or Democrat. This is going to be about who you have been sending to office by just voting straight party. Right. Because the conversations we had with individuals were, uh, do you know who your representative is? Well, a Republican. I would say, okay, but do you know his name, who he is? Well, he's Republican. Let me tell you what's going on. So there are people... Wait a minute. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it's hard for me to wrap this because again, uh, for those of us that do this, for those of us that follow this, mm-hmm. I mean, 
you got support in the last election, and I imagine you'll get the similar kind of financial support. It came in from all over because yes. he's notoriously an ass, and it's there's no there's no other way to say it. He's he's so far right that it's it's. Um, in in his views that he's angered people from coast to coast, and that's the funny thing too, because yeah. he would actually make it a point to put it on his mailers that I ended up getting money from gay rights activists, right, right, and so on. Um, Mel Heifetz over in Philadelphia is a wonderful person. Yeah. I got to meet him finally in person. He does so much good for the area, William Way House and stuff in Philadelphia right. for trans youth and and, and homeless. He was kind enough and generous enough to help us out. Yeah, right. Daryl would bring that up. And I wanted so bad to say to him, well, it's no different than you accepting money from big corporations and NRA. Right. We got to get the money where we're coming from. Right. That doesn't that doesn't announce that I'm gay because everyone right. should know that I am. Right. But I got to get the money somehow. Right. And it's because of that hatred towards right. him. I'm letting them speak with dollar amounts. Right. While I be the voice to change. But I'm not using that in right. the campaign because it, it, it doesn't mean anything in right. my area. Right. But that also shows the level, the level of clue. I think there's there's I mean, there his beliefs come with a level of cluelessness that that a lot of America, even those even Republicans, even some of those folks on the right, they don't share those ideals. So he just he thinks by putting on a mailer that 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 um, guns, abortion uh, and taxes. Right. That's right. And and that LGBTQ, uh, an LGBTQ group giving you money. Is like you getting money from the devil. devil I mean, himself. and nobody. Uh, and I think the majority of people, you know, regardless of their of their of their personal stance or whatever, they they see that it's it's that's not that big of deal. Of course, you're going to get that. Right. But to him, that's like he to him, it's like he found a smoking gun. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and that's the, that's the difference right now because we're talking about a person that is still stuck in old school. Yeah. Old school politics. When you say Democrat, you obviously, his favorite words was lawless, liberal. Right. Okay. Well, you don't know who I am. Right. Because what he's doing, he's pandering to the, 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 the stereotypes, the words that people of that 17% end up working with who vote straight party. Right. So what he doesn't understand is the more houses that we go to and the more people we talk face to face, we're dispelling that idea, right. with that, that mindset. But he he actually has a hold on old school politics. Right. But what he has to understand is that he needs to make way for new school. There is there uh, there's a, a way that you can get things done by sort of going across the aisle and being able to get things done. And that's what I've done in the past. I don't put labels on him. I don't put well. I do. I know. I, well, there's sometimes I do. But I, I try. I try my very hardest not to put homophobic, Islamophobic, racist, blah blah blah, Daryl Metcalf on my mailers. Right. Because we haven't. Right. We brought out record, and that's what actually is. So that's the difference. That that's interest. That's something yes. we're talking about. So that's the difference. It, and a lot of times people will say, "Oh, you're getting dirty. You're getting political." I'm talking about your record. I yes. mean, that's not dirty politics. It's your words, your comments, your record. Right. And, Everything. And so, in my mind, though, a lot of his record, a lot of his, the things that he said, things, legislation when he was on the state government committee, and we'll talk about his new role, Jesus Christ, uh, we'll talk about his new role, but 
He blocked. If you can make a comic strip out of it, then that's actually right. something different. And this know? is one, right? This is one of Rob Rogers' brood on grants from the Pittsburgh Current, and he did a piece on Daryl Medcalf. This was. Uh, <laughs> I almost spit out my coffee when I read this one, but we'll talk more. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. Um, it it just it it. So how do you do you justice? I mean, it it would be hard for me not to point out to somebody. That again, Daryl Metcalf is Islamophobic and homophobic, and all the phobics that hate other people, most other people, right? Except wasps. Uh, uh, I'm a wasp. Look, did I'm a wasp. Say, did he just say? <laughs> I'm a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. What's I mean? Uh... And I'm gay, so that's okay. Okay, <laughs> we got great. I mean, I, let me say this: I grew up a wasp. Okay, all right. Uh, uh... <laughs> I, I cracked my anyway. So, <laughs> so. But it's true that that that's his base. That's yes. his base. And again, as you say, I think a lot of his base are just people who vote straight party ticket. And he, and he said that in an interview with John Delano right. when we were doing about the husband. He says, "Well, yeah. people that will hold this true in their hearts whenever they end up voting. This does matter." Why? When he asked, "Why did you have to feel that you had to put quotes?" Well, right. that's what he calls them. That's not what I call them. Right. And people will determine their votes based off that. Right. He said it. Right. Um, so. How is it different talking about the record? Because the record is very t- much tied to those words in yes, a lot of cases. Yes. So I guess it's just it's a matter of presentation. Yes. It's going to be you're going to say dun 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 dun, dun and I'm going to say oh he's homophobic or whatever. But it's all in the presentation. It's all in the presentation, and, and that's what I told you before that whenever we go to doors, we don't talk about the homophobic, Islamophobic, or anything like that. Uh, what we went to do is we talked about roads and so on. But what we also thought, what we also found out during the election, that really didn't hit home because every Democratic challenger has used that that platform. What we can do is turn a message into something that everybody can relate to. And yes, you do have to watch how you present it. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do is put people in that position. Which is why we're going on record a lot more. Let, take take a few examples of the record. Let, let's 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 run few through examples. It, yeah. He um, one of the things that we're going to be bringing up is is the fact that and really pounding, and I'll bet you any money starting today his mailers are going to start talking more. He claims that he had brought mo- millions of dollars into the Freedom Road and Two Twenty Eight project. Correct. Notice he didn't talk about it before until we brought it up. Right. And uh, that's fine. And his claim to fame, which he has always put on his his signs going up and down the roads and what he says, protecting the taxpayer. You can look at every mailer, mailer protecting Mm -hmm. the taxpayer. I can honestly tell you right here and now that's a lie. That is a lie with what he's doing, mainly because what he's doing, he's voting no on on pretty much every budget that goes on in Harrisburg irresponsibly because it has the word tax on it. Right. But what he's also doing, he is not protecting the taxpayer. And I'm calling it out right now. We are going to have a debate. I am going to be calling for a debate from Daryl. We are going to have it, and I hope it will be televised because this one question I will be asking. You claim that you protect the taxpayer, yet whether you're a Republican or Democrat, you go to local leaders in the area and you find out for the past 20 years they have spent millions of dollars of local tax money. Right to hire lobbying firms and consulting firms to go to Harrisburg to fight for the money, follow me here, fight for the money that you're supposed to bring back to the area. Tell me how that's protecting the taxpayer. And if you cannot answer that question, may I have my money back? Right. Because I'm a, I'm a Democrat and that, that pisses me off. Right. Because that's money that could go to parks, 
That's money that can be invested in transportation in Cranberry Township and also all around the district. Mm-hmm. Whether you're Republican or Democrat, that should make you upset. Right. And he says it's not his job to do that. Yet you have Senator Scarnetti that uh, I, I'll, we'll be bringing up. We'll be bringing up facts, millions of dollars in his district, and he's a Republican senator. Right. You have all these other representatives that are bringing money back, but when he claims that he brings millions of dollars back, he has not. Local leaders have. Right. Right. These are uh, Cran- Cranberry Township spent money on lobbyists. Yes. To go to Harrisburg yes. to lobby for that money because their elected state representative would not would do not. it. Right. Because he believes it's their job to do it. And I have council people among council people and supervisors that said they would love to not go to Harrisburg all the time. Right. They could pick up their phone, call the representative, Democrat or Republican. That's what a representative should do. Yeah. That's the job. Not spew hate, not bring down race. Not 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 embarrass people like he does and, and just brings a bad bad light to people in the mm-hmm. area with all his shenanigans and what he does over there. Well, I just use an old time word shenanigans. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, but I didn't want to use what I really wanted to say. Right. Um, so, yes, we are going to be putting facts and that is not bashing people. Right. That is like this is who you have been voting for. Right. I'm not going to be the best person for this. But I've lived in the area. Unlike him, I've lived in the area all my life. He's just a transplant from New York. Right. He wasn't there when people in Cranberry or anything would know what, who, what where Violas was or knew what farmland was in. Uh, Kmart was the first store that came up over there. Yeah. They, he wouldn't have the appreciation with right. that. Living in Zillianople and going to Cranberry yeah. all the time was a big fun right. thing. I mean, it was it was in, in the beginning. It was it was a gas station. It was a Denny's and it was a toll booth. Right. That that's it, what Cranberry there was a, There was a Dutch pantry there right. by the by the, right. by the Turnpike area. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a Tour Rest Hotel and all these yeah. other ones. So yeah, but I honestly think that. If he would truly, now say for instance, there was a situation, there was something that I presented to the police chiefs of the area, and this was during the election. Um, we, we ended up providing something to the police chiefs of, of the area that, that Cranberry passed, uh, dealing with license plate readers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It has helped, I've talked with the police chief in Cranberry, it has helped them tremendously with accidents, with uh, crimes, with so on and everything. Um, I had we were in a conference room with supervisors, with uh, Jerry Andre, with uh, police chiefs and everything. And where was Daryl Metcalf in his office downstairs? Mm -hmm. Because he says it's not his job. Right. So I'm doing stuff for the area and I'm not even elected, but that's what everyone should be doing. Right. And a lot of a lot of people, especially people who try and either uh, I don't want to bring up any personal situations but (laughs) when you people try to say look daryl medcalf is in butler county why should the people of allegheny county care why should the people of philadelphia care why should he has he's one of the most powerful individuals you hit the nail on the head in the state legislature he previously you talk about things like medical marijuana these kind of things uh uh and a um uh an lgbtq um Anti-discrimination bill. These are things that Daryl has spent years blocking as the head of the state government committee. This year, or the most, the newest term, uh, Mike Terzai, state speaker, decided to take him off that committee um, because he did some really. Um, 
we were actually crazy things in that seat. Frank Dermody yeah. in leadership actually mentioned yeah. that our campaign was instrumental in getting him off the state government yeah. committee because of what we brought up. Yeah, and it would look, look make Terzai look bad if he should run. Right for governor, and and that was I mean, and that was that. This was newspapers across the state mm-hmm. were calling for his resignation mm-hmm. because of his the mm-hmm. things he was doing on that committee, but. Then I look at where at where Terzai puts him, and it's on it's on environmental committee. He's he's now chairs the. See, I question. <laughs> see, that's where I bring up. Um, I, I understand that Terzai really doesn't have a say, but he signs off on it. Sure. And that's where I question his leadership ability. Yeah. Because knowing that, and I'll use it right now. Go ahead. That, uh, you've been you've been holding on. You've been holding, been holding out for a while. That. Putting Daryl Metcalf on the state climate change panel. Right. Is that's like appointing you, appointing him as Grand Marshal of the Gay Pride Parade, <laughs> right? <laughs> or, or that's from the Rob Rogers. That's comic Rob Rogers comment. Or putting you in charge of election integrity, yeah. Or in charge of gun safety, right? So, yes, I I question Mike Terzai's leadership abilities if he's even deciding to run for governor. And right. I hope Emily Skopov calls him out on that, yeah, because she is running against him she again. Um, but. With Daryl, um, that's that's the thing. You would think that being one of the most, and I hate to blow his ego up like this, but I'll, but you just call it the way it is. Having the most, being one of the most senior pers- people yeah. there, and one of the most powerful Republicans there, you would think that it would use that clout, that that that. In, in, what's the word I'm looking for? That uh, gravitas. Gravitas. Yes. To benefit his area, first and foremost. But what he's doing is he's using that position to make him look bad. Yeah. Which is why it's amplified throughout the state, because of who he is. Right. That's what he's doing. He could turn it into something that's helpful because people remember that. I've known Republican legislators that knew what they were doing and that helped, but people kept them in the good light. Right. But to constantly do what he's doing? Right. It does not make sense. Yeah, we, we now have a chair of the environmental no. committee who who says that the carbon dioxide in the air is good is good for the vegetables you grow in your garden. I mean, this is this is one of his get those it, vegetables it, up. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. See, and that's the thing too. It's like to to me, it's it's just unbelievable on how um, individuals uh, on how putting putting some. And I used an example it was like a kid in a candy store, but yeah. the, the way it was supposed to go up on the city paper comment was the fact that. Um, with the the gas lobby's money that he collects, right. big businesses in his pocket, it is like a kid in candy store in, in right. that committee because he lets things go. He brings in, I don't know where he brings these scientists in to, 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 to talk about it, but as you right. know, oh, yeah. and as you read, scientists, true scientists, yes. have dispelled his comment with right. regards to that. So putting him in charge of something like that is just, yeah. It's it, I think it's, I think on Terzai and Leader's part is just irresponsible, right. just totally insane I think the best thing would have done is if he was not chair of any committee, then that would have showed good leadership skills, I think, on right. Terzai's part. Right. That's one thing I think Daryl is masterful at. If there's if there's some kind of lunatic out there with an opinion that backs his lunatic opinions, he finds them. Yeah. I, I sat, sat on an immigration hearing, oh, probably a good 15, 16 years ago, that he had uh, in Cranberry Township. And the, the folks that he trotted through there, uh, you know, to talk about – 
you know, immigration, the, these alleged experts. I mean, if, like I said, if there's a if there's a nut job with an opinion that supports his opinion, he finds them. My my father, and I'll even give you time to look up this quote so you can really do yeah. it about the veterans and environmental if they if they support environmentalists. Um, my father is a veteran. Mm-hmm. I have no place at all to criticize veterans no matter what they served or how they served or what they did because I am not a veteran. I recognize that he is a veteran, that Darrow is a veteran. So when I thought about that more, I have I, I, I put a lot of thanks in the people that put their lives on the line for our country, that they do what they do. Mm-hmm. But when you have a veteran like Daryl Metcalf bash other veterans yeah. because of environmental views, he ended up. I was par- I'll paraphrase unless yep. you found it yet. Um, oh, I found it. Oh, well, I fa- yes. So this is from the Penn Capital Star. Yes. Stephen Caruso, who uh, I know is a really good journalist, uh, former intern of mine. Uh, it says. Before becoming chairman of this environmental committee, Medcalf also called veterans campaigning against climate change traitors, defended rapidly climbing atmospheric carbon as needed by our environment, and has frequently ridiculed climate alarmism. These, we, there's a lot of quotes in here, by the way. Alarmism mm-hmm. as nothing more than a democratic plot to increase taxes. <laughs> and again, we're back to the to the king of the to king of the taxes. Um, so yeah, so that summarizes it right he there. He called he called yeah he called veterans. Who 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 believed basically that we needed uh, climate changes uh, controls? God to help forbid save they have climate. views. Right. They're traitors. They're traitors. God forbid they have views right. against his. Right. So he's calling his fellow veterans. Yeah. That. So, but I can't say that because out of respect to veterans and to my father. Right. As a non-veteran, I'm not bringing that up. But look, this is what right. a veteran does. Yeah. So tell me how that's a representation of that's not a representation of me. Right. I was a lifelong Republican. I, I, and it's inherited party. Yeah. I switched to the Democratic Party because I ended up getting a letter in the mail from the GOP that lists the top three things that the GOP goes after Republicans guns, abortion, and taxes. But after every issue, it had without question, without question, without question. Right. And in my mind, the last time there was a party that actually forced beliefs on people without question. I think it was back in Germany or something like that, mm-hmm. right? I refuse to be a part of a party yeah. like that. The only reason I moved to the Democratic Party is because I feel that we have a duty. We have a right. And he talks about freedoms and stuff with the cons. We have a right to question our leaders. We have a right to stand up to them. Whether you're Republican or Democrat, you have a right to say what's wrong. And that's what we're doing right. with this campaign. We're taking a record that he can't back out of now, like he did with the 228 broader issues, we're bringing quotes, we're bringing dollars, we're bringing everything in play to show people this is it. And there's a couple more things that we're doing as well, but that's going to hit everybody. Taxes, how money is truly spent, and he has not, not helped or protected the taxpayer in our area. Dan Smith, thank you so much for joining us. And we uh, believe me, we could go on for another 48 minutes. Do we get any comments No followers? I, I... I, oh, that was, that's what Jake told me to. Uh, that's what Jake told me to look at. 
Get out yeah. of here. Really? Uh, come on. Well, I'll tell you what. What you could do is you can actually go to our Act Blue. You can go to Act Blue and look for us for Daniel Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us there or go to our Facebook page. Um, it's at Daniel for PA on Facebook. Go ahead, follow and like and donate. I mean, every if you don't have a voice and you don't live in this area and you feel that you don't have a voice to vote, use a dollar amount. Uh, it could be $2, $5, Hundred thousand, I don't care. Every little bit counts because, as Charlie said, and as I've said a lot of times before, is that a win for this area is not only just for House District 12, it's all for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania because we need to have representation that we feel can best suit us. It does not have to be party, and I can't stress that enough. That's what we'll be doing when we knock doors is the fact that local issues aren't partisan issues. If we need emergency services, do you think the 911 people ask what your party affiliation? Right. You, we or hope not. When people go to school. Yeah. When people when, when students go to school and they have roll call for the first aid, does the teacher ask what party affiliation their family is? Not yet. In Daryl's world, yes. We cannot continue to put them on a partisan chessboard. Right. We need to include everybody and get things done for the state. And I honestly feel that this time around, even if Donald Trump is, is, is running on the ticket, as I say to the Republicans in, in my district, and it's not going to bash the Democratic Party at all. It's just for real. If you want to vote for Trump, go ahead. I'm worried about local issues. Yeah. We can op- obviously, you can open up your ticket now. I just wish that Daniel Smith would be synonymous with change right. and true representation for everyone. Dan, thank you so much. We want to have you back. And I do want to say, uh, Representative Metcalf, the chair's always open if you'd like to come in and, and chat. We'll I've, disinfect I've, it I, first. I've, you know, uh, right. No, we'll bring another chair in. We don't want, you know, you don't Jesus. Want we don't, you know. <laughs> this has been the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. We want to thank our sponsors today, Jazz HR and Drusky Entertainment. www.jazzhr.com, www.druskyent.com. Check out our sponsors. Check out Dan Smith. And we'll see you next week on the Pittsburgh current podcast.